tengah means family. When life gets you down, you know what you gotta do? You don't know what you gotta do. Just keep swimming, just keep swimming. Akuna Matata ain't no passing craze. Hello, how are you? Welcome to the show. I'm your host, Jay. I'm Andrea. And this is the Disney Plus Us podcast, a podcast dedicated to the Disney Plus streaming service. We talk about all the tricks and the trades you can find in Disney Plus, what's coming, what's new, some hot reviews, some juicy gossip. (laughs) But also... But also, we are watching every single animated Disney feature film starting at the very beginning and working our way forward through time today you have landed on fantasia 2000 how this is not the normal fantasia this is the fantasia for the new millennium (laughs) the me version Mm -hmm. if it were a windows operating system yeah hopefully it was y2k compatible I don't know. It might not have been. We will see. We will find out, I'm sure. So, my darling wife, I have a question for yeah. you. Yeah. How are you? Thank you so much for asking. That's yeah. really nice yes. of you. Yes. Um, I'm doing great. Uh, some real talk. I quit my job <laughs> this past month. Uh, so that's been weird. Uh, but hopefully some new adventures and new challenges coming up for me. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. So, Jay, how have you been? (laughs) Uh, Good. I got into pickleball. You did. (laughs) And how. (laughs) You want to tell the folks at home what's sitting in our driveway right now? Yeah, we got a pickleball net and we had pickleball paddles and balls and we, I even taped off the dimensions using a gorilla's gorilla tape, which is like duct tape in our driveway so we are officially playing pickleball the neighbors are loving this oh they love it it just it draws them like flies to honey it's really fun to get people together we lure them in and then we make them be friends with us yes that's (laughs) that's the secret is all in pickleball yeah that's it but um you didn't quite come here for this pickleball talk i wish you would have but you know he didn't that's fine Oh, they didn't they came here for some Disney Plus news. Ah. Oh, boy. Jay, yeah, Andrea, I know they talk about the news. So, I'm not going to lie. We we know it's been a while on, on this podcast between episodes. Yeah. And so, there's kind of a lot of news to, to cover. There's a lot of news. And, yeah. you know, and, and that's fine. We we're I said Andrea when we start this this is never gonna ruin rule our life you no, know and no. so you know between you know life happens yeah. I'll take the blame on this one like I've had a lot of stuff happen in the past month <laughs> yeah but we're back on it we're back on on schedule yeah and it's just funsies but here we are Loki. Yeah. Which we've been watching. Yes. Officially got its second season. Oh. Okay. So funny, I think the the finale just came out. We haven't made it to the finale, but the finale just came out. But what's weird is how Disney keeps having these Simpsons crossover episodes. What? So now there's a a Simpsons version of Loki. 
where <laughs> Loki gets banished <laughs> to Springfield. Oh my gosh. So Loki is animated? Yes. In Simpsons style? Uh-huh. So is this being shown in the Simpsons feed? Or the I, Loki feed? It's its own special feed. It's, ah, own, its own thing. That's pretty funny, though. Yeah. Yeah. It's very funny. So uh, that comes out mid-July... I th- or late July. I don't. It might already be out. Wait, I don't know. the second season comes no, out. I'm sorry, The Simpsons crossover. Oh, The Simpsons crossover. Yeah, okay. no, they just signed the okay. second season. I was so gonna who- say that's real fast. <laughs> <laughs> no, Holy no, cow. no, yeah. Um. Okay. So there's a new, and I've I've always been into the like inner workings of behind the scenes of Disney. Disney is mm. one of the most fascinating places on the planet, mm. in my opinion. Okay. And they have this new show called Behind the Attraction. Oh. And I kind of love that idea. Attraction meaning a ride at Disney World? Exactly. Oh. Let's take a look. I have a trailer queued. Okay. Uh, And the trailer is kind of funny how they put it all together. It's very meta. I'll, I'll let you guys judge for yourselves. Get ready for the ride of a lifetime. Yes. 360 immersion. Not technically, but that's the spirit. Discover the true stories behind Disney's most iconic and beloved attractions across the globe. Tower of Terror. That could be interesting. What is that one, Space Mountain? Interesting. I was in awe. I was amazed. There we go. Exactly what we'd expect from executive producers Dwayne Johnson, Danny Garcia, and Brian Vogue-Weiss. Right? Right. Right. (laughs) So hold on tight for a ride so amazing it inspired a movie with this guy. The backside of water. That's right. They're building up to Jungle Cruise. It's exciting, and it's tantalizing in a way. You don't know what's around the corner. You'll get a copy of the Spiel script, and that's kind of like a menu. Ooh, delicious puns. I love a good pun. A small world (laughs) with a tiny problem. At first, they were going to sing their own national anthem. It's just noise. Cropped castles. People are surprised that it's only 70 feet tall. No! Yes! Yeah. And what in the galaxy far, far away is that? We refer to it as the Darth Vader Ballet. This is the kind Mm -hmm. of making of dreams are made of. This is what makes it so authentic to me. It's like nothing else you've ever seen. And so much more that won't fit in this trailer, so here's a montage. (laughs) We're seeing all kinds of rides These are all Disney rides. Behind the attraction, streaming July 21st. Oh, wait, I thought we were done. Right, the logo animation. Okay, I get why they're doing this. Because Jungle Cruise is coming out, and Jungle Cruise was originally just an attraction mm-hmm. at Magic Kingdom. And now they're turning it into a movie. Interesting. So they want you to be more interested in their other rides so they can turn those into movies too. All right. That's let, my guess. I, I think that's well-founded. Okay. But I want to know, what would It's a Small World the movie be like oh god (laughs) i mean uh it would probably be something like around the world in 80 days would be my guess okay but they'd have to try and do it without like weird stereotypes that that could happen and did happen in around the world in 80 days (laughs) (laughs) i'm gonna officially say i'm against the idea of a of uh it's a small world the movie 
But also, I could see this totally throwing me off my guard once the trailer comes out. And you're like, you know? They handled this really well. <laughs> um, uh, That would probably not be top of their list, just because that ride is very polarizing. Every, but everybody goes, whether they like it or they hate it. You got to ride it. You have to ride it. <laughs> it's going to suck. You're going to hate it, but you have to ride it. Well, and you're... I didn't hate it. And the fact that I got to go inside the giant ball at Epcot was pretty cool. Oh, It's a Small World is not inside the giant ball. Oh, you're right. Yeah. Now it's uh, Spaceship Earth. Yeah. Yeah. It's a Small World, I think, is at Magic Kingdom. Really? Yeah. Hmm. Unless they've moved it. Okay. Yeah. Still. Yeah. Yeah, it is. I kind of like it. I find it charming, but... A lot of people, that song over and over again just drives them nuts. You got to go. If you're going to Disney World, you've got to experience it, whether you like it or you hate it. Okay. I'm That's, glad we're on the same page on yeah. this. If Jay and I ever make it to Disney. When we make it to when Disney. When we make it to yeah. Disney, we'll have to write It's a Small World. Oh, we'll my report gosh. back. Yeah, we will. Yeah, if we're still sane. <laughs> <laughs> Andrea has gone crazy. Uh, <laughs> Okay, okay, so yeah, good find. let's talk a little bit about shows coming in August okay. to Disney+. Plus. Lay it on me. We got Chip and Dale, Park Life. Oh. And I, I think that's a miniseries. Fun. And when, then we got Beverly Hills Chihuahua 2 and 3. I haven't seen any of those. Neither have I. Yeah. Not a huge desire, but... So like know. Beverly Hills Cop with Chris Farley? Only it's a Chihuahua you know, instead of Chris Farley. I haven't really even seen either, so okay. I can't answer that for okay. you. Okay, well, that's what I think of. Uh, um, Mrs. Doubtfire. Excellent. Robin Williams classic. Mm-hmm. Which, wasn't there news of a recut and a redo and a re... There's some really mis- yeah. There the rumor was there's a hard R version because of all <laughs> Robin Williams outtakes, but then they there's rumors of a like milder version. Uh, recut. I don't okay. know. We, we we live in a world of recuts right now. Like, have you noticed will that? Pay to see them, and no one has to take a chance on anything new. And it's cheap. Yeah. All the films in the can. Yeah, it's all there already. Yeah. Just need to pay an editor. <laughs> so here's what else I'm a little upset about. Okay. But maybe I'm not. I okay. don't know. It's called Marvel Studios What If. So Marvel Studios is putting out a show that's completely dedicated to the idea of what if this person was in this situation or this superhero like an example would be, what if the Hulk were in Spider-Man's okay. role? Or, and, and so it's, it feels completely unnecessary just because I have trouble alone keeping track of. Who does what yeah. and where. Yeah. But this is kind of that because we all get in the battles of who would win in a fight. Yeah. Yeah, we always What if that. this happened versus that happened? And they're so. starting with Loki and with the Spider-Man into the Spider-Verse. They're starting to play with the idea of a multiverse and multiple timelines and and multiple universes where things are happening that are just slightly different. So it feels like they're just testing out ideas with this show. 
That's true. And if you want, I can actually find a trailer. I bet you one's out here. Marvel. What if? Here we go. It's loading here. Here's the official trailer. Oh, six days ago this came out, and it's already at 10 million views. So let's see. Yeah, peace. I love peace. I'd be out of a job with peace. That's animated. It's the beginning of Iron Man, but they've animated over the film. Stark Industry Bomb got thrown away. Do we know each other? Future Iron Man. Time. This rescued previous Iron Man. Reality. Reality. It's changeable. Where you want to be? That's the question, isn't it? Every universe is different. Each one Slow down a little bit. There's a few people in the room that don't understand. Not me. I, I get it. I don't. Who are you? The name's Captain Carter. Whoa. The multiverse. I am the Watcher. I observe all that transpires here. But I do not, cannot, will not interfere. I guess I have to freestyle then. Hey! We have you out of bird. A ravager never flies solo. Black Panther. I said never flies solo. Uh, is that some kind of catchphrase? Thanos. Mm. You had me worried for a second. No, that's the guy from... Guardians of the Galaxy. Oh, yeah. The whistling arrow. Ah. Okay, it's... It's kind of an Into the Spider-Verse animation style. Feels very comic book-y. Yeah. But I like the what-if questions where they have characters in the wrong places or instead of captain america becoming captain america the the gal in the series becomes captain america <laughs> if this gets too big then it's it's like what, if what iron man goes back in time and rescues himself and teaches him everything earlier than usual amazing yeah like they're really messing with their timelines here and i love it marvel is just going timeline crazy get ready for some time travel theory <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah uh okay so more stuff coming out in august in august we got diary of a future president second season okay uh and then cruella is going to be free to stream august 27th all right i know now, we have one more trailer for you. Okay. And this is coming out spring of 22, and it is a new Pixar project. Oh, okay. It's called Turning Red. Okay. 
and I'm going to play it right now. I know nothing about this. All right, guys. The quadratic formula. Let the fun begin. All right, a note gets passed to this kid. I was excited about math. Your mom is outside. This is well animated. They look really good. Oh, no. No. So embarrassing. This isn't happening. The mom's outside the window hiding in the tree, looking in. And now arguing with someone. What is that? Oh, snap. Settle down, little goblins. Whoa. The mom and the security guard are going at it. Just turned into <laughs> and, and pink smoke everywhere. It looks like it a looks red. Looks like a red panda. <laughs> Growing up <laughs> is a beast. All right, so the panda's jumping around the city. Turning red. I'm calm. Okay. Then. She turned back. Yes. Oh. No. Turn back. Interesting. Spring 2022. Okay. Wow. I don't know. We'll keep our eye on that. See, one. I remember when Rhea dropped it's a little teaser, uh-huh. and I just was not feeling it. I'm like, is this a girl version of D&D with, you know, dragon? Yeah. And, and it looks so stereotypical because at that time there were so many dungeon crawling stories. And, yeah. And I'm like, oh, here we go again. So you're thinking whoever's cutting their teaser trailers is not doing the ultimate story justice. No, this is a teaser if there ever was a teaser. It's just a hey, remember this character for yeah. for a later preview. Yeah. So, I All am right. excited. Yeah, we'll keep our eye on that one. All right. Now, the the nuts and bolts bolts, nuts and bolts uh-huh. of this show. Yeah. Fantasia 2000. Yes. Jay yeah. Have you seen this? I remember when this trailer came out. I think I was even working at the movie theater. And I thought, I don't want to see this. <laughs> and I don't think I had. <laughs> All right. <laughs> An honest man. Yeah. I, like I just, I appreciate some people are very fond of Fantasia. And I, you know, the power of sequels will get butts and seats. Yeah. I just said, meh. Jay, same. It did not get my butt in a seat because I didn't know the original Fantasia that well. I think I'd seen it, but I'm like, yeah, yeah, I'm good. So you never actually saw Fantasia 2000? I don't think I saw it. I don't think I have either. Yeah. I would assume, based on what I know, that it's kind of more of the same. You have classical music and some kind of art going on 
moving art going on behind it. Because Mickey with the broomsticks was so popular in the original, I'm guessing he'll make another appearance. Oh, yeah. In this one? I would hope so. Um, But other than that, I have no idea what to expect. I'm assuming it's more of the same. Well, let's watch the trailer. Okay. Darling. Fantasia 2000. Back back in 1999 slash 2000, 2000 was the best Yeah, it was like... Anything you said, you had to add 2,000 after it. Oreos 2,000. Yeah. Conan did his In the Year 2000. Oh, that would have been a funny skit for us. In the Year 2000. <laughs> Fantasia will be a re-release to make more money for more Disney. money. So, yeah. And Here, then everyone worried about Y2K for a while. That was hilarious. Every Y2K. <laughs> Where were you when the clock struck 2000? I was at my friend Kate Silver's house and we had a group of us and we were playing board games. And I remember we turned on the news to see what would happen oh, no. when the clock rolled over. But I remember it rolled over obviously on in, in Europe and then um, on the East Coast and nothing happened. On the East Coast, so we're like, yeah, we're probably fine. I remember, like, one person was, like, holding up a bank or holding someone hostage, but everyone else stayed cool. I and wonder. the computers didn't freak out. I remember it was a very big deal, Y2K compliant. Like, there was people's <laughs> jobs. They who would were put to make labels sure. on things, like, this software you're buying is Y2K compliant. <laughs> So the big question is, did that actually save all our butts or was that a marketing ploy? That's a good question. Like, I know they updated the computers to have a four digit date instead of a two digit. But what would have actually happened if they just let it go? We need Marvel What If to run this. Yeah. I mean, I think there's probably something to do with banking where if it didn't get the dates right, it something would happen. But mm. I imagine, like, would it throw everything into chaos? I don't know. But maybe it did save our butts. Maybe those hardworking software programmers saved all of us. Yeah. We don't know. We'll, well never know. But thanks to those hardworking software programmers, we now have this trailer to watch. Walt Disney presents. We all know it's impossible to see music, yet many composers have tried to take musical sounds and give them a pictorial meaning. Walt's original idea was that Fantasia would be a continuing work in progress. This trailer is putting me to sleep. The realization of that dream. Now, the first ever full-length animated motion picture, exclusively in IMAX theaters. Walt Disney Pictures is proud to present. Fantasia 2000, IMAX. the IMAX experience. Presenting seven all-new journeys into the imagination. Along with a classic favorite. Uh-huh. In a motion Thank picture, the unlike any other. There's Donald. So we're seeing some pretty good animations here. Whales and characters. 
little shapes that are pretending they look like Doritos being they, butterflies. Yeah, Doritos being butterflies. I'm hoping we get more story in this. Oh, the little tin soldier. Flamingos. Fi- okay. Noah's Ark. Oh, Donald. Donald and Daphne. On January 1st, Exclusively in IMAX theaters around the world. That's why we didn't see it. I guess so. Disney Pictures proudly presents Fantasia 2000. Yeah, maybe it didn't come to movie theaters. Maybe it was just in IMAX theaters. I could have swore this came to standard movies afterwards. Yeah. I don't know. Maybe I'm making that up. Maybe it did. Hmm. Regardless. People are like, oh, well, I didn't see it in IMAX, so... Screw that. <laughs> How, what was your impressions? Well, we knew the impressions before. What's your uh, impressions? What's impressions? Impressions of the trailer after you've seen it. Um, I'm a little more excited than I was because I was not excited at all. Um, I'm still like, nah, but maybe I'll enjoy it. I'm kind of in the same boat. When it started off as Disney has always animated yeah. music, yeah, and then I'm like, "Tiny little screen." I don't need yeah. I don't need a professor telling me what I need to see, you know. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But you tell them. You show them. Yeah. You show them. But yeah. anyway, after there's a lot of very pretty things, and the music probably doesn't suck. So who knows? Let's give it a try. Let's watch it. One, two, three, four. It's time for the movie. Which, which remote do we use again? I get the popcorn. There could be spoilers. We'll be back in four, three, two, one. <laughs> <laughs> We are back. <laughs> was that a French horn? <laughs> no, I was trying to do Rhapsody and blew through my my hands. Oh, it was it was really close. I could. It was yeah. You're yeah, right. Yeah, it was, it was almost the exact same. I thing. thought so. Thank yeah. you. Yeah. We are back. We just watched Fantasia two thousand. Two thousand. Boom boom. Which came out in nineteen ninety nine. Well, it did. Technically, oh, it premiered in December. Of 1999, but oh. it opened in IMAX theaters January 1st, 2000. Wow. Yeah. Interesting. I looked it up. Cool. Yeah. All right. So back to reactions. What'd you think? You know, I... Meh. 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 <laughs> meh. Meh. There's good. Okay. There's bad. Okay. It's fine. Nothing mem- rememberable. Memorable. Okay. We saw Donald Duck. That was probably my favorite. Oh. I really liked how they had different people talking in between each segment. Yeah. Celebrities. Just to kind of break it up, you know, something interesting. Yeah. Yeah. But there were parts that even bugged me on that. Oh. And that was the constant camera movement when people were talking. Yeah. 
and it would be like Steve Martin addressing the audience, uh-huh. making cracking wise uh-huh. like he does, like he does. And then the camera zooms out and zooms out, and you see the symphony or the orchestra. Yeah, and then you see animators set up on this other side, like like they were animating in real time. Yeah, huh. yeah, right, right. And and then suddenly that whole image becomes like the background of the next scene or the next camera shot so it's like this continuous thing camera movement but it kept bringing in new elements and i just much bothered you i i wanted to focus on steve martin you know like we all do yeah like we all do i i I get it yeah so meh music some of it was fun some of it was boring Mm -hmm. animation some of it was really neat some of it was way too much (laughs) <laughs> okay, so I might ask you to rank your from best to worst, but maybe we save that till the end. Yeah, let's save so that So as today. we're going through and talking, be sure you rank. We'll do. What once. about you? How how did you like this? You know, I think it was probably for me on par with the original Fantasia. Which um, is saying something. I mean, the original Fantasia was pretty good like there were some moments that are really powerful and there's some moments where you're like okay all right whatever um so this was kind of the same thing i feel like there were some powerful moments there were some fun moments and then there was some like okay whatever (laughs) yeah Yeah. but they achieved the same thing which is pick some music put some fun or like powerful animation along with it and i feel like they did that Okay. Yeah. So let's let's dive in a little further. Let's see what in the heck happened here. Uh, kick it off. All right. So we start out. We've got like noises of the orchestra warming up, and like they're showing clips from the original Fantasia talking about putting animation to music, and then they cut right into Beethoven's Fifth. So that's the one that goes dun 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 dun, bum 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 bum. And there's a bunch of triangles and shapes. It was very cerebral. They're like origami butterflies, but then there was like lava, and they were flying away from the lava, but also doing cute origami butterfly things. I don't know. It was it was pretty abstract. I did not love that one. Like I felt Beethoven's fifth. Which is a very strong piece. Mm-hmm. Could have been used so much more effectively than yeah. just here's some abstract origami flying around and you know whatever. Yeah. That that was the other thing. I feel like some of the music they picked was a little bit. I don't want to say obvious, and I don't want to say pedestrian because these are like great works of of music. But they're kind of like the generic when you think of classical music. Like, here are the things you pick out right away. And I kind of wanted something. I wanted to be introduced to a new piece of music also. I feel I was. I feel there's a couple pieces I had not heard. Or if I had, I could not easily identify. But it was so vanilla to me that I'm like, I don't care to ever know what 
what piece this is. You yeah. know, it, it did not speak to me. It was only an aid in the storytelling. Yeah, that's that's an interesting note. I think vanilla is a good word for it. So Steve Martin intros uh, the the next segment, and that's what is this Isaac. No, that's Perlman. he he introduces Isaac Perlman, who's yeah. a famous violinist. And then he introduces a piece called The Pines of Rome, uh, written by Respighi. So The Pines of Rome, the music was okay. This is one of those songs that's that I didn't I, even remember the music. I know. It yeah. was it was very atmospheric, I guess. There was big moments and big swells and then tiny little vibratos and whatever. But here's where things get weird, and that is the animation. <laughs> and this whales it was it was a bunch of whales that yeah. were just being a whale family. And they're like giant blue whales, and this is the mom whale, the dad whale, and the little baby whale. And then they start flying out of the water and And they're like flying in the sky and there are birds that are chasing the baby whale and all these things happen. Then things get even weirder. They keep <laughs> flying up and somehow the baby whale gets stuck in like some place. But then it gets out and they keep flying and all the, like a giant pod of whale starts going up and up and up and up. And you're like, when will it stop? Are they going to whale heaven? And our cat was just <laughs> fixated on this. Like he could not look away from these flying whales this was probably the <laughs> highlight of the song was watching my cat watch this <laughs> with just wide-eyed amazement so the whales keep flying up and up and up and you're like dear god when will it end and then they burst out of a second surface of water yeah. and we assume they got to whale heaven and that's the uh, that we told the story in what 30 seconds it took like 10 minutes. How At long least. was it? it five felt, minutes? It was it like five like minutes. It felt like 20 minutes. Yeah. It felt like 20. Okay. Okay. Uh, we're going to... Next up, our famous person was Quincy Jones. Mm-hmm. Introducing Rhapsody in Blue. And to me, this was a really relaxing both song and art style. The this art- is by George Gershwin, the, the music. Mm-hmm. And and the they brought in a famous animator, Al Hirschfeld, and it was just this delightful, relaxing. It felt like cartoons when I was a kid. Yeah, it was just like ah, and I didn't really <laughs> get the story. It dealt with unemployment and in the busy city. Well, and, there were a bunch of different characters. There was the guy without a job who wanted a job, and at the end he gets a job. There was the construction worker. Who really wanted to be a drummer in a jazz band. And so finally he gives up his job to go be a drummer in the jazz band. There's a little girl and they keep trying to make her do like ballet and music and all this other stuff. And she's not good at it. And all she wants to do is play with her ball. And finally she gets to. And then there's a... Um, I'll call him a battered husband. <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> Whose wife is like buying tons of stuff. Yeah. Like thousands of dollars worth of stuff for their dog. And he has to like carry all the packages and she's always yelling at him. Um, 
So it's just kind of like we keep jumping back and forth between all these characters, and it's just it's kind of fun. I like I said, it was relaxing. It was fun. Thumbs up on my my part. Even though I didn't follow all the stories, I enjoyed it. Um, after that, we got Bette Midler <laughs> introduced, and she. What was funny is Bette's like. So many animators su- suggested funny, awesome things. Here like are the this, ones that are terrible. <laughs> that didn't get made. Yeah. And then what's f- crazy to me is it goes into the steadfast tin soldier. Which this is a story based on uh, something written by Hans Christian Andersen. And at the end of Hans Christian Andersen's story... The tin soldier and the ballerina fall into the fire and die, but like the little tin heart and her flower kind of melt together. And so they get to be together in the end. This is Disney, so they didn't yeah, end that it didn't like happen. that. Yeah. I did not even care for this. Like, I feel like I wanted <laughs> something from the discard part pile from Bet's, you know, oh, Bet's You didn't like the story at all? The story was fine. It, it was a less good version of Toy Story. It was little toy soldiers coming, you know, toys coming to get to life at night. Uh-huh. And, oh, I have one leg. That ballerina has one leg. Just kidding. She has two. Oh, but she's in love with me. And, you know, get the evil Jack in the box doesn't want us to be together. And It just yeah. sounds so crazy. But it's also the it was terrifying. The art style was um definitely computer generated it was cgi and the the overall just art direction was a little cringy and creepy and the music wasn't pleasant it was shostakovich the music by the way and it was kind of forgettable i just didn't like it i I hate to say that about shostakovich but it it really was forgettable. Well, and it it could have been that it was not animated correctly. Like the, everything was kind of shiny. Yeah, yeah. It's like it they put a sheen on everything, but it it came off kind of not right. But somehow. yeah, I know you put a shine on an evil Jack in the Box face. That's not. <laughs> that doesn't mean it's shiny and happy. No. It's almost the opposite. Yeah. So anyway, I kind of like this one, but mm-hmm. I mean, I, I know the underlying story, so I appreciated how they showed it. Okay, but yeah, that's just just me. Next, James Earl Jones. James Earl Jones. <laughs> he, I'm going to say he is a professional enunciator. Gosh, I love his voice. He overmoves so good his lips. <laughs> Mufasa. He's uh, really good. Yeah. Uh, so he introduced a a piece by Camille Saison called Carnival of the Animals. And it's just a silly little piece about a flock of flamingos with yo-yos. And I think I commented to you, Jay, that I, yo-yos were kind of having a, a resurgence. Resurgence. <laughs> right before this time like in the late 90s yo-yos kind of had a resurgence like everybody was trying to do tricks with Mm yo-yos so i i bet that kind of came from that yeah yeah they're like huh this is big kids will love this flamingos with yo-yos let's do it 
it didn't in my mind it didn't last more than three minutes like there was no story other than flamingos with yo-yos there it was, was cute they did some yo-yo tricks like one the the flock was like stacked in a shape and the bright pink flamingo that was causing problems made a star by bouncing the the yo-yo string off of all of them that was pretty i'm funny. like it's kind of clever yeah it was pretty funny uh next we come into pin and teller and they do kind of the definition of pin and teller teller is uh silent pin is telling off the camera like explaining things to you <laughs> it's like magic is stage it's magic. not real we're all lying to you this is illusions and, <laughs> and teller's like chopping off his hand in the background <laughs> and then they say you know what isn't real sorcery and that's when they play the sorcerer's apprentice and this is what drove me crazy they copied and pasted from the 19, what, 20s, 30s, whatever, the original. It was in the 40s. 40s. Yeah. The original Sorcerer's Apprentice was played. It was four by three. It yeah, was original. It doesn't look like they did any remastering. No. The Maybe music, they did, but it didn't look like it. No, it, they did not. It was, and the, the music was flat. It was definitely the original recordings. They could have at least, in the year 2000, enhanced the music. You know, Had the orchestra that was there play the music yes, and update Re-record that, yeah. please. Yeah. Uh, oh well. But maybe they didn't want to mess with a good thing, because that was the thing everybody liked from the original Fantasia, was the Sorcerer's Apprentice. But can you imagine how disappointing this would be if you paid to see this on IMAX, and it's finally the Sorcerer's Apprentice, and you get, like... The 1940s cut that you could have easily watched on VHS tape. But it's on IMAX. But it would have been so small. <laughs> what a waste of screen. All right. So that was disappointing for Jay. Next, we've got the, in the original, the silhouette of Mickey runs up and shakes hands with the conductor. And everyone in 1940 was like, whoa, how'd they do that? And then they have CGI Mickey run up to... Our current, I think it was the conductor that he ran up to and was like, oh, oh hi, oh, oh, we can't find Donald for the next segment. So stall for time. Okay, bye. And then you hear him like running off and like he finds Donald in the shower and they're trying to get him ready for the next segment. What, what I found funny is that they purposely had Mickey like adjust the conductor's tie and pull his jacket down a little and, uh, and to we're show how far we've come really sh sh yeah hot wheel in here really showing off their animation skills yeah it was fun I I enjoyed it I mean it's definitely a step up from like the silhouette of Mickey yeah running up yeah yeah it felt it felt more real for sure um, so then we come to Noah's of Noah's Ark. Ark and the piece of music is pomp and circumstance, which did not fit at all. That was weird that weird they picked choice. that. That's the song they play at all graduations. The da, 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 da. Doesn't that just scream Noah's Ark? <laughs> yeah, yeah, it was a weird choice. I thought. <laughs> yeah, me too. Um, but nevertheless, they picked it. It's Noah's Ark. Donald Duck and his wife are like, is it Daisy? I think it is, is Daisy. His, 
Uh, they're kind of Noah's deputies, so he's trying to get all the animals in the ark. And then somehow, like, they get separated, and both of them think that the other duck has been left behind. <laughs> it's all very sad and very... It felt like Seinfeld meets Noah's ark. And just, like, missed, <laughs> just slightly missed opportunities. One's going this way while the other's going uh, that way. And then suddenly they both happen to meet at the very end over a... Over her locket her that locket. has their yeah. picture in it. Yeah. yeah. It was... I really enjoyed this one. It was... It was very sweet. The, the visuals in the story were right there for me i just wish the music was different yeah there were some really funny like not really hidden but kind of not thrown in your face jokes like when the rabbits hop off the ark instead of just the two rabbits there's like 50 of them (laughs) (laughs) yeah (laughs) Uh, which tells you something and then donald's trying to send a dove out to go find a, a branch saying that there's dry land and the the dove, instead of wanting to fly out, is like smooching up his wife dove's arm. <laughs> <laughs> That's pretty good. I don't know. There's just little funny background stuff like that that really made me giggle. <laughs> yeah. Uh, then we get to Angela Lansbury, Mrs. Potts. Mrs. Potts. Introducing uh, Igor Stravinsky's The Firebird Suite. And this was kind of, it, it was a more serious story maybe, but it was like a, a water sprite bringing spring to an area. But then she accidentally awakens some volcano. fire volcano spirit who completely destroys everything. And then at the end, she comes back and brings spring back to everything. So it was kind of a nice, nice way to end it. Yeah. Okay, so I know, uh, and this is where the movie ends. Yeah. It's over. It just ends after that. And we see right away Roy Disney put this together. (laughs) Um, Lead producer, Roy Disney. But I know everybody, including Andrea, is like, Jay, how do you rank these? What is your favorite? Yeah. Give me your top two and your bottom two. Top two... Definitely number one is Noah's Ark. And number two, I put the, the city scene. Uh, and the bottom two is the whales and spring volcano. Mm. Yep. That's interesting. I thought spring volcano, Noah's Ark, and maybe the city one, Rhapsody in Blue, were probably in my top three. Oh. Yeah. Mm. Um and bottom three whales was kind of boring. Um maybe Beethoven's fifth. Oh, I forgot about I didn't even include that because it was so terrible. <laughs> <laughs> Whoops. Sorry, it's not you, Beethoven. <laughs> <laughs> no, no. And not that it was terrible. It was just kind of like eh. Yeah, it's very meh. Yeah. I think it is time. My darling. Okay. Here are true facts about Fantasia 2000. We're starting to sound more like robots. There. I know. I kind of <laughs> liked it though. It, it's getting there. Yeah. we At least we're saying the same thing. <laughs> <laughs> so the Broadway ending sequence of Rhapsody in Blue. 
uh-huh. contained so many different colors, which were over 200 colors, that the CAPS system had turn, had trouble rendering it. Uh-oh. Causing delays in the production of Tarzan. Oops. Yep. <laughs> uh, so the Chicago Symphony Orchestra was the orchestra that played all of the music. Way to go, Chicago. This took nine years to make. Yeah. Isn't that crazy? They started planning for this in 1990. They really must have wanted this for their, like, in the year 2000 movie. Yeah. And so they were developing some of the CGI stuff alongside Pixar doing Toy Story and and Toy Story 2 and Bugs Life. So it's kind of like they were developing the technology at the same time or maybe even a little before. Oh. Which is interesting. Huh. Uh, George Gershwin himself features in Rhapsody in Blue segment. He is the slender man seen playing the piano through his apartment window above Rachel and her piano lessons. Ah, yeah. They scan up and they show another piano player. Yeah. That's cool. Um, another one about Rhapsody in Blue. Flying John, as he is called, or the battered husband, uh, was modeled after the character Mr. Snoops from Rescuers. Oh. Uh-huh. You see the resemblance? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> there it is. Okay. So this is terrible. Pomp and Circumstance, instead of Noah's Ark, was originally going to be every Disney character from the past 60 years watching the graduation of every Disney prince and princess. Whoa. But... At the end, the princes got diplomas and the princesses got babies. What? Yeah. Yeah. Well, I can see why that got axed. Yeah. (laughs) I don't know who came up with that, but yikes. (laughs) The Disney chairman, Jeffrey Katzenberg, was opposed to the film. So (laughs) development took place without his knowledge or involvement. (laughs) (laughs) The guy's such a turd. Oh, my gosh. Uh, The animals in Noah's Ark, there's a long list of, like, this animal was originally in this film. Like, it's a whole bunch of animals from all throughout Disney's catalog previous to this that they just kind of dropped in. So, like, the mice look like the mice in Cinderella. Um, The... I think the birds look like the ones in Hunchback. There's there's a whole yeah. big long list. You can go look it up. Wow. Yeah, they <laughs> really they dropped a whole bunch of different different types in. Quincy Jones was chosen to introduce hold on. I clicked something. All right. Quincy Jones was chosen to introduce the Rhapsody in Blue segment because he knew both Al Hirschfield and George Ger- Gershwin. Uh, this is my last one. Okay. Uh, so in Fantasia 2000, the piano is very heavily featured in a lot of these songs. Whereas in the original Fantasia, piano is like hardly in it at all. It's all full symphony. Huh. This is the first Disney animated feature film 
since Snow White and the Seven Dwarfs from 1937 mm-hmm. to be released on December 17th. <laughs> wow. <laughs> <laughs> what a fact. Well, it premiered on December 17th. Yeah. Yeah. So it was actually officially released, released in January 1st, but all good. Wheel of morality, turn, turn, turn. Tell us the lesson that we should learn. Moral number one. And the moral of today's story is... Don't tell Jeffrey Katzenberg we're working on this. <laughs> I guess so. I don't, I don't know what he would have done. Don't worry, this. we're going to fire him four years in. So we, it doesn't matter if he knows about it. Wait, you, they fired him? Yeah, he left Disney in like 1994, oh. 95, somewhere That's in there. That's right, because this took 10 years to make. And then he had that whole like juicy thing with ants and a bug's life where yeah. he was stealing information and trying to beat Disney to the bug movie. Yeah, that guy. I remember The guy him. who wanted part of your world out of Little Mermaid. What a turd. Yeah. Don't tell him about it. I wouldn't. No. No way. <laughs> That's my moral. I'm taking away from this. Uh, yeah, I don't. <laughs> what do you uh, got? I would say choose your music wisely. Yeah. Just because people have heard the song doesn't mean you should put it in Fantasia. And, and wh- What's next? The wedding march? <laughs> like, come on. The chicken dance. The chicken dance. <laughs> <laughs> oh, funny. Well, we have made it all the way to the end of the show. Yes, we have. Thank you for listening to Fantasia 2000 Review. Uh, We have a... Smash like. Smash like, yes. We have an exciting show coming up for you next time. And that is the Tigger movie. Oh my gosh. So we do have a YouTube channel. Watch us there. Comment there. We have email. We have... You could rate us everywhere. Rate us everywhere. Why not? Sure, why not? Um, We're just happy you're listening. We are. Yeah. We're loving it. So anyway, thanks for listening. See you next time.